Hello, and welcome to Here's My Number, So Call Me Ishmael, with more than a thousand downloads. The podcast formerly known as Here's My Number, So Call Me Ishmael, with fewer than a thousand downloads. It's a cultural quiz show and so much more than a thousand downloads. I'm Tony, and I'm here with Austin. Hello, Austin. How are you? I'm great, Tony. How are you? I, I'm giddy. Would you say you're you're stuffed? <laughs> uh, stuffed with joy. Stuffed with downloads. Oh, stuffed with downloads. Sure. Yeah. Once we moved into the fourth digit of downloads, I I be, my cup overfloweth. Engorged, we could say. <laughs> I I'm right at that point where. You know, you have one small, tiny bite of food left on your plate, and you know that if you eat it, you're going to be uncomfortably full. Sure. So you leave it. I'm kind of feeling like that, but with downloads. Yeah, where at this point, it's almost like I I don't need it anymore. Yeah, totally. Yeah. When we started this, I, I, you know, I'll admit, I was hungry for downloads. I did. I needed them. I needed them on an emotional level. I needed them on a physical level. But at this point, I feel like, what's even the point anymore? What's your favorite uh, download cuisine? I- Irish? Oh, sure. Yeah. Norwegian? I, we have, uh, yeah, I mean, we have Irish downloads. We have Korean downloads. We have Canadian downloads. And, you know, honestly, the, the Canadian downloads it taste very similar to the American downloads. Um, <laughs> but, <sighs> you know, the... The German downloads, not they're not renowned for their cuisine, but their downloads are, are just as good as an American download or a Canadian mm. download. It's a rich it's a rich download. Right. We have a French download singular, which is beautiful in its rarity, exquisite in its uniqueness. You know, Austin, I'm I'm just looking at our downloads data here and I got to tell you, we own the Midwest. We own the American Midwest. Mm. Those states belong to you and I. They belong to this podcast. Now, now, how specific with regions are you being? Are you including Michigan? Dog. Are you including Iowa? Let me, let me tell you, just let me give you the rundown here. Michigan, we're looking at 455 downloads in the state of Michigan alone. <whistles> Illinois, 349. Indiana. Drops off a bit. We're down to 40. Ohio, 28. Wow, Ohio. Yeah. I don't think I know anyone in Well, I do know a few people in Ohio. Yeah, I know. I mean, a few. But we, I'm telling you, man, uh, there's, something, there's something about the, I think it's sort of the, the Midwestern charm that we have. I think it speaks to people in the Midwest. Right. It, uh... It's a it's a vernacular that we use. Yeah, exactly. We speak the language of the American Midwest, and that resonates with people. We have sort of a blue collar Rust Belt appeal. Two uh, two clothing items that aren't <laughs> actually referring to clothing items. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Throw in a white shirt, and you have a very patriotic outfit. <laughs> it's true. When we make live appearances together, our outfit is a, a belt made out of rust, a collar that is blue, and a white T-shirt. And that's yeah. how people know 
not only that we're Americans, but also that we are, here's my number, so call me Ishmael. And that we appeal to all sorts. Right. All, well, all sorts in the Midwest. In the American Midwest, yes. Although I want to give you a rundown on some on our municipalities. Hmm. So, I mean, our top municipality, Chicago, Illinois. I think no surprises there. We're the hometown boys. We're the hometown heroes. We, we are. We, I mean, can you think of any other famous uh, radio programs that are recorded right here in Chicago? Honestly, I can't. I, I, I mean, I think we are, and not only are we front runners in that regard, we are leaders of the pack in terms of quality and in terms of, of temporal advantage. Absolutely. I feel like our, our hometown has really embraced us. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, 300, that's got to be what? Thirty percent. Uh, Chicago, Illinois. Twenty-eight point one eight percent of our downloads come from Chicago, Illinois. No, sorry, I meant thirty percent of the city of Chicago. Oh, yeah, oh, of the city of Chicago. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, we. Yeah, we haven't yet broken the the fifty percent barrier of Chicago, Illinois. Um, but, but boy, we we're close. Like, if you if you gather if you gather a group of ten people from Chicago, Illinois, uh, yeah, three or four of them will have heard of us. Two of them will be regular listeners. And one of them will be a guest. One of them will have one of them will either be one of you or I or a guest who has been on the show. <laughs> we run in a lot of circles. <laughs> and speaking of hometowns, dude, the Grand Rapids, Kalamazoo, Battle Creek, you know, my hometown. I'm sort of the the you know, the kid who went to the who ran off to the big city and made it mm. big. But they still support me back in Grand Rapids, Kalamazoo, and Battle Creek. See, I don't know how many people from Hartford City own computers. So. <laughs> There's sort of a so. technological barrier. Right. I think, so you remember when uh, Chance, the rapper, donated a million dollars to the Chicago Public Schools? Yeah, I think totally. sort of when we make our first million from this show... We can and we're that. close. And we're we are close. And I think we can spend those first million on on computers for your for your hometown. Yeah, that sounds great. We could also maybe donate some to Wait Wait Don't Tell Me because sure. they're just they're not give they're them not a, doing give them so a hot. fighting chance. Yeah, just, I think the competition will make us stronger. It's kind of like how Samuel Adams donates hops to smaller breweries to kind of. Yep. Get them get them started. That's what we'll do with those NPR shows that are yeah, recorded exactly. here in Chicago. And we will, uh, we will give them some tote bags. Because totally. I feel like they're always giving tote bags away, but what if they what if they need to tote something? All this money we're giving them. Right. Yeah, exactly. How are they going to carry it around? We will, we will carry fat wads of $100 bills to them in some Here's My Number, So Call Me Ishmael tote bags. And that's how we will deliver them. To, so wait, wait, don't tell me. <sighs> we also have a pretty strong showing in Miami's Fort Lauderdale. Hey. Yeah, we uh, three 3.07% of our downloads have come from, from Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Shout out to Mr. Tim Davis. Okay. Who is a, is a confirmed listener okay. in Fort Lauderdale. And hopefully has spread the word a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I was hoping that we had maybe broken into the Cuban immigrant community there. 
I thought maybe that something something we had done or said had resonated with them because that's sort of uh, Miami's reputation. Austin, do you ever worry that we're we're going to become too powerful? Um, I don't worry about it from a hubris kind of standpoint. I think you and I are pretty grounded. And yeah. uh, even if we eclipse, what's our eventual goal, 2000? Uh, our final goal? Yeah. I mean, honestly, you know, like we were saying at the beginning, the hunger – isn't there at this point it's it's uh, you know i want to reach people for for their sake not for our right. sake so my goal at this point isn't even a, isn't numbers my goal is is more of a feeling uh, you know I, I want i want comedy to be part of the ethos of america yeah and so i guess my my fear would be that you know i guess if we double our current listener base that's pretty much everyone that's yeah. listening to it yeah um and that would create sort of a so call me Ishmael bubble, kind of a homogenous group. Sure. It would be a very powerful voting block, which I'm not sure I'm comfortable with. It yep. would be a, yeah. So I think we should hang up the gloves after two, 300 more downloads. Mm-hmm. Um, we've gotten about as far as, so I think it's ethical to get. Yeah. I think, yeah. As far as is safe for the future of this country, I think we may be already pushing the boundaries. Because that's what happens. I mean, the anti-establishment becomes the establishment. Here comes the new boss, same as the old boss. Mm. Wait, wait, don't tell me it was the old boss. <laughs> we're, we're filling that niche. We are. We are trending upwards in terms of number of downloads. And I, I think that, you know, when, when we have three full months of data points... When we have three data points, I can then finally do uh, some regression analysis. You know, with only two data points, no degrees of freedom for a regression analysis. But with three three data points, we finally have a degree of freedom. So I can do some. I can I can you know fit some fit some models and and I can do some projections to see you know you know when it is that every member of the Earth's population will be listening to this podcast uh, finally yeah yeah when when, when will that happen you know we have some listeners in lansing michigan and you know that is that is the state capital in which we have the most listeners and i wonder if the national takeover starts there hmm I would say that Chicago has more more sway okay. than uh that's where than, that's where our clout that's where our clout is. Yeah. Sure. Seems like a good base of operations for our eventual takeover. Hmm. Hyde Park or Logan Square though? <sighs> you know you got Hyde Park, uh kind of a stronghold of intellectualism. Sure. Um You've also got Logan Square, which is a uh, exploding epicenter of, you know, art, culture, yep. food. It's the you know the young. I think the young people are looking to Logan Square, and I think, I think that we need to latch onto the young people because I think that's a growth area. Right. Yeah. Uh, growth area is not. A great term. If you, <laughs> if you 
chew on it a little bit. Uh, Austin, I have some, uh, you know, we have 1,290 downloads. I have some facts about the year 1,290. I'm going to talk you through some facts, and I just want, I, I, let's just wrap through these facts here, and let's see if we can find some meaning in them. Yes. So the year 1290 was a common year starting on Sunday of the Julian calendar. Now, a common year starting on Sunday is any non-leap year that begins on Sunday, the 1st of January, and ends on Sunday, the 31st of December. Oh, how nice. So 1290 was a common year starting on Sunday. And Austin, are you sitting down? Because I've got big news. I'm sitting. The current year, 2017, is also a common year starting on Sunday. Oh, my gosh. What is that? I mean, what does that even mean? What does that mean? This is the year we're finally going to get back to those those values that we held as a as a global society back in 1290. Sure. So you, it's you, time. Okay. It's a time. It's a time to return to 13th century values. Right. Which would be uh, give me some give me some notable events that happened I, that year. You know, I will. And I mean, it just this is going to be one mind blowing experience after another, Austin. So put on put on a helmet, not to protect you from from bludgeoning from the outside, but from explosions from the inside. I, uh, I lost my health insurance right. a couple of weeks <laughs> yeah, ago. So, maybe... so I've had a helmet on since, <laughs> since May 25th. Don't okay. worry. Good. Austin, the year 1290 was a year without winter, an exceptionally rare instance of uninterrupted transition from autumn 1289 to the following spring in Britain and mainland Western Europe. It's very Game of Thrones, isn't it's it? It's extremely – it makes me worried. It makes me worried, Austin, that The Winds of Winter will not be published this year. Oh, but on the flip side, there won't be a winter to read during, you know. You raise a good point. There's balance. Balance. I think that's kind of the, the – here's my number, so call me Ishmael. Ethos is, is one of balance. Right, even in our title. A balance between mm-hmm. classic literature and the new gods of American pop music. Exactly. On March 1st of 1290, the University of Coimbra was founded in Lisbon, Portugal, by King Denis of Portugal. Now, the University of Coimbra didn't actually move to Coimbra until 1308. So prior to then, it was just called the... Studium Generale, or S. S- oh my goodness, I don't, I, I, I don't know how to speak Portuguese, dude. I'm just now realizing I don't know anything about the Portuguese language. The truth of the matter is, we don't have any Portuguese listeners. We don't. We have, have some who fancy themselves Portuguese, but uh, no true. No true. We don't have any downloads in Portugal, and we don't have any downloads in Brazil. So why should I bother to learn the Portuguese language? Right. It'd be one thing if we were recording this in Portugal. Exactly. You know? But we're on our home turf. Right now, if I were to speak if I were to speak good Portuguese, it would be screaming Portuguese into the void. No one would be there to hear it. Yeah. If a tree falls in a forest, are there forests in Portugal? 
I don't know anything about Portuguese geography either. I, I know nothing about Portugal. Since I checked the downloads and saw that we didn't have any downloads in Portugal, I expelled all of my Portuguese knowledge from my brain. And um, according to – trying to think of who it was. Hang on a second. Let me think. Yeah, no, think, please. Mm. In the meantime, on July 10, 1290, Ladislaus IV of Hungary is assassinated by three Cumans. <laughs> that's that's humans spelled with the letter C instead of H. Now, I I don't know if that's a typo in Wikipedia, maybe. Maybe he was assassinated by three humans. In any case, he was assassinated by three Cumans at the castle of Korosheg. Three Cumans. Cherisag in Romania. Three Cumans, one chili powder. <laughs> And some roasted and it, red pepper flakes. Yes. It was a very zesty murder. <laughs> On August the 1st, 1290, the country of Wallachia was founded. Wallachia? Wallachia. Today, it's part of Romania. And we also don't have any Romanian listeners. Do you think we need to break into that scene? Romanian. Was uh, Vlad the Impaler Wallachian? Uh, I I believe he was Transylvanian. Mm. I believe that's where the, the, the Transylvania connection in, in the, the world of Dracula. But you know what? We have ways of finding this out. Indeed. We have the technology. Let's look it up. And I ran to the bookshelf to get my epistemology book. Okay. Because um, <laughs> I'm really dying to make this joke. Floppy Impaler. Whoa, Austin. I have extremely good news. Oh, please tell me. Vlad the Impaler was voivode or prince of Wallachia or Wallachia three times between 1448 and his death. I knew that sounded familiar, but my first thought was Australia, so I'm glad I kept that to myself. (laughs) Until you told me where it was on the map. Uh, Austin, I'm dying to know what you're finding in your epistemology book. I haven't found anything. Damn it. I was, I was mostly going to say that since neither of us know anything about Portugal and haven't been there and don't know anyone from Portugal. Oh, yes. Can that is we, an epistemology thing. Can we know that Portugal even exists? Can we know that Portugal exists? Uh, if we don't have any any sources, right? Do, um, we, that we do, trust. do we have a justified true belief that Portugal exists? No, I don't think so. Absolutely not. I don't think I don't think it can be said that we have knowledge of Portugal. I don't even know if we have a warranted true belief. Right. Grand Rapids fans, <laughs> um. yeah, that one goes out to all our Grand Rapids listeners. Um, great epistemology joke. I think that'll go over well. Let me just let me just keep hitting you with uh, with facts about the year twelve ninety, shall we? Yes, but first let me give you a disclaimer that I'm currently sucking on a fizzing wispy. Okay. In honor of Harry Potter's twentieth birthday. Okay. But also because I didn't have breakfast, and so. So, you're breaking um, the fast with a fizzing wispy. With a fizzing wispy, I have no long. I have no idea how long they last, and uh, what the fizz entails. It may be a very vocal fizzing. Right, an explosive. We're going to catch. We're going to catch some of that whizzing audio. Yeah, a fizzing and whizzing. 
1290, the founding Mamluk dynasty of the Sultanate of Delhi is overthrown by Jalal Uddin Firuz Kilji of the Kilji dynasty. What do you think about that? What do you think? What's what's the meaning there? I mean, do you think do you think we'll ever be overthrown? Um, I don't think there's any other show out there that kind of fills the niche that we've created for ourselves, namely specifically Midwest <laughs> cultural trivia quiz show. You think that that is a that's an unassailable fortress is the American Midwest cultural trivia quiz show. Right. But I'm sure that the Marmaduke dynasty thought the same thing. I'm sure they um, did. If you would ask them in December 31, 1289, do you think that your fortress is assailable? I would guess that the Marmadukes probably would say no. They would say our fortress is, is unassailable. We've got all these huge dogs. But uh, they're very nice. So <laughs> And unusually intelligent. Yeah. Let me tell you some facts about the Sultanate of Delhi. The Sultanate is noted for being one of the few states to repel an attack from the Mongol Empire and enthroned one of the few female rulers in Islamic history, Razia Sultana, who reigned from 1236 to 1240. Wow. Good for her. It sounds like an okay Sultanate. Sultanate is also one of the preservatives that keeps these fizzing whisbies fresh in their can. (laughs) Yes, it's the second to last ingredient in the fizzing whisby is sultanate. Who do you think Austin is our Mongol Empire? Now I know you said that our fortress is unassailable. Who who do you think is the, the, the powerful empire that we are going to be the few states to repel an attack from? Man, you know, it's probably two Grand Rapids kids sitting under a tree right now streaming episodes of QI on their on their little iPhones. Oh boy. And absorbing all that banter. Austin, you better um, stop talking now cuz you're making me angry. <laughs> you're really firing me up. And I'm a, uh, you know, even if that wasn't happening, it is now because I spoke <laughs> you it planted into the seed. You planted the seed of our own destruction. Ugh. Ugh, you, you, you fired me. If there are, oh, so help me. If anybody is sitting under a tree in a park in Grand Rapids and listening to any kind of trivia show and even beginning, beginning to think about starting a podcast about cultural trivia, there will be hell to pay. But see, that's us. They're listening to us now. Oh, so, oh our, so maybe imitation is sort of the, the sincerest form of flattery. Right. I mean, we've got these, you just said, anyone in Grand Rapids sitting under a tree listening to a cultural quiz show. But that's us now. We're the cultural trivia show. Yeah. We're talking to you, Tree Treebeard. Yes. Mary and Pippin sitting at the feet of Treebeard. Uh you know, that's a good point. I do hope that we become so much a part of the cultural zeitgeist that we do spawn imitators. I mean, but that's, not haters. But not haters. Imitators but not hate. Hashtag imitators but not haters. But then, Austin, uh, here's, you know, here's another question for you. All of our reviews on iTunes are five stars. Do you think we're not pushing the boundaries enough? Do you think maybe we should have a few haters? You know, some would say that... Uh, God needs the devil 
um, as his foil. Sure. And I would say those people are definitely going to hell. Sure. So. All. So just to, I want to make sure that this is clear. All haters of here's my number, so call me Ishmael, are going to hell. Yeah. Maybe we don't need to push the boundaries. I mean, maybe we just, maybe we find our wheelhouse and we just, we run in our wheelhouse. Maybe we get all five-star reviews. Wouldn't the most boundary-pushing thing to be a unanimously loved piece of media? Oh, Okay. You know, it's sort of the paradox of podcasting. Yeah. Is the way to push the boundaries is to be so far within the boundaries that that you're universally loved. Univ- but it's got to be universal. It's, uh, one- yeah, you, universally. I mean, there's, I right now am, am beginning construction on a, a space-bound rocket to send out a few episodes of Here's My Number, so call me Ishmael into space. Mm, good. Uh, and... Well, I mean, we'll just see who we get. We'll see who we can lock down. But yeah, I, I agree. I think, you know what? I think that's our probably our place in history is the first podcast to be loved by the universe. Yeah, that's our that's our eschatology, I think. Did you know that uh, Robert Goddard, the father of modern rocketry, was uh, inspired as a child by... The book, The War of the Worlds. That is incredibly interesting, Mr. Right. Goddard. You would kind of think that War of the Worlds came after the Space Age, but it predated it by, the space age. by quite, a, quite a while. Um, all that to say, I think that we're going to be the, the equivalent, the modern-day equivalent that's going to inspire So, the yeah, first... so what, what technology are we going to inspire? Who are the Goddards of tomorrow who are listening to Here's My Number, So Call Me Ishmael, that are going to push the boundaries of science? It's got to be extra-dimensional travel. You think so? At this point, yeah. Yeah. I, no, I, I agree. I was thinking exactly the same thing. You, you took the words right out of my mouth. It's, it's extra-dimensional travel. Right. Fourth dimension, fifth dimension. I mean, who, who knows when they'll stop? Sixth dimension? Seventh dimension? I mean, 11th? Ele- I mean, a 12th, 13th? I'll keep going. Hundredth dimension? One thousandth dimension, maybe a thousand dimensions, because we have more than a thousand downloads. How about twelve ninety? Yeah, maybe the twelve ninetieth dimension. All right, young Goddards. <laughs> Goddards of the future. Goddardinos. American Goddards. <laughs> or Irish. Or Irish. I think Goddard was the name of Jimmy Neutron's dog. Am I right about that? Yeah, absolutely. It was a nice little in-joke for those nerd kids. The real nerds. <laughs> Not the nerds who are just putting on a show while watching Jimmy Neutron. The real nerds. You know, on the topic of real nerds, I, uh, I have some facts about the number 1290. I'm ready. Its prime factorization is 2 times 3 times 5 times 43. <whistles> yeah. That escalates quickly. It does. Um, the number can be represented as 6 to the 4th minus 6. Is there something there? Is there comedy there? 6, 4, 6, 64. Well, let me tell you this. Here's something interesting. 49 to the 6th minus 1 is a multiple of 1290. What is is there something with all those sixes? What's the meaning? What's the meaning of that? 
Mm, if only there was a significance with three sixes. If there, listen, if there were a cultural number, if there were a number that were common in culture that featured three sixes, I think that this would be worth talking about. As it mm. is, I feel like this is sort of a dead end. Yeah, I think we should probably just drop it. 1290 I, equals 6 to the 4th minus 6. It's uh, it's uh, 49 to the 6th minus 1 is a multiple of 1290. I think that's a dead end. Uh, you know, we've taken that for all it's worth. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, uh, we've already we've already talked enough about Satan on this. <laughs> 1290 AM 1290 radio station. It could be a radio station. I don't I don't listen it to is. AM radio as a matter of principle, so I I, I don't know. I only prefer my modulation to be frequency. I don't. I don't believe in amplitude modulation. Mm. Have we talked about uh, about radio call signs on this show before? And I've we, just forgotten. I don't think we have. Austin, uh, fill me in about radio call signs. I got a fun fact. Hit me. Radio call signs east of the Mississippi always start with the letter. Can you guess? K. Is that right? You're close. Because W is, oh, W is east, sorry, W is east of the Mississippi and K is west of the Mississippi. Is that right? Absolutely right. That is a very interesting fact. Do you, do you know why that is? I don't know why it is. I don't know why it is either. And, you know, we have the technology to look it up, but I don't feel the need. I have a fun game. What's that? For, for one minute. Sure. I'm going to name call sign. Uh, that corresponds with AM 1290, and you're going to guess what state it is from. Okay, yeah, let's do it. All right. You're listening to AM 1290 KBMO in Benson. KBMO in Benson, Idaho. Mm, Benson does kind of sound like an Idaho. Minnesota. Minnesota. I'll throw you a bone. You're listening to Coil, K-O-I-L, in Omaha... Nebraska. Wrong again, buddy. What? Just kidding. Oh, okay. And we've got KWFS, which I like to imagine is pronounced Kufus. Kufus. In Wichita Falls. Okay. This has been our segment. <laughs> our Radio short-lived calls. segment. Radio call signs. The... Character code, ASCII character code 1290, is the Cyrillic capital letter Komenye. Kind of looks like uh, kind of looks like an H with a little sort of the the bottom right leg of the H curls back up. Mmm, it's kind of nice. It's kind of a good look. Yeah. According to Wikipedia, it represents the palatal nasal nye. Somewhat pronounced like the pronunciation of N-I in onion. So ny. It's gonna make, it makes the ny sound. Here's my number, so call me Ishmael. Austinian Antoni. Ugh. I would hate a person with that speech impediment. <laughs> Are you trying to tell me that you hate Croatians and Serbs? Because you know that's the <laughs> only way that they can talk. <laughs> It's true, but we don't have any listeners, so we I'm still in the clear. Uh, although, actually, we do. I think we actually do have a download in Croatia. Oh! So you, may have, you may have alienated our Croatian listener. Our Croatian listener, Christopher Baker. <laughs> yes, hashtag who's Christopher. Chris, yeah. if you're listening, 
Joseph, if you're listening, I want you to go back to Croatia and apologize for Austin slandering the, that nation. And let me, uh, you know, I use the word speech impediment too quickly. I should have said accent. I don't want to mock a disability, just a nationality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of sounds like someone very gingerly hitting a tetherball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that we should, uh, when we get to episode, episode 1290, sure. we should just uh, do a recap of the best moments of this episode. <laughs> yeah, we've generated a lot of really good 1290-based content. Yeah. And then we could uh, we could kind of comment on which, which of our predictions would come true. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah honestly, I, I, probably episode 1290 won't be coming out for another... Probably another 100, 150 years. Hmm. So uh, there will be a lot of time for predictions to, you know, be falsified, to, to come true, to, you know, maybe maybe we make a prediction and it comes true in a way that we didn't expect. Mm, kind of a monkey paw kind of situation. Exactly like a monkey paw situation. You know, maybe this podcast gets taken over by monkey paws. Mm. Nightmare. <laughs> absolute nightmare i i austin i'm sorry i even brought that up i know i know how much you hate monkeys and their paws uh, yeah austin where do you see this podcast in 100 years 150 years let's let's make some predictions you know i i'm not gonna ask for much i would just like it to be put in the national archive for a significant mm-hmm. recorded media yeah significant work in recorded media I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ask for much more than that. Yeah. I want it to be stored in the presidential library for former U.S. President Tony Dita. Mm. I don't think that that's too much to ask. No, definitely not. I'd love my star on the Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, the Walk of Fame. Maybe right next to Stone Cold Steve Austin or Austin Powers. Sure. Yeah, in the Austin section of the of the Walk of Fame. Right. Yeah, and maybe and maybe your star is a little speaker that just constantly plays episodes. When you step on it, right? It's a little trap. Yep, it catches you in its comedy trap. I think maybe what I would like is so when I become president, I want my vice president Eddie Vedder to do a cover version of all of our episodes. Mm. So basically, what happens is he just says all the same things we do, but it's his noble baritone. Wow. That would be uh, be like listening to an audiobook. Kind of like when Morgan Freeman reads the Bible. Right. Those will be the 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 audiobooks that go down in time. It's it's Morgan Freeman reads the Bible and Eddie Vedder reads Here's my number, so call me Ishmael. Mm. Do you have any fears for this podcast? Uh, generally. I mean do you have any fears generally, but also do you have fears for this podcast? Um, generally, swamps, mm-hmm. uh, heights, contaminated snack foods, you know, like uh, botulism in my yeah. my salsa or something like that. Listeria in my hummus, which is mm-hmm. a timely joke. <laughs> um, so those are my general fears. For the podcast, I would, I don't know, maybe like when we're big enough, a lawsuit from Carly Ray or from Herman Melville's estate 
Yeah. Well, when but they resurrect it, when they resurrect robot Herman Melville, I worry that that's probably I, I think probably the first couple of years that robot Herman Melville is walking the earth, that's probably that's probably our our period of greatest risk. I think it would be called Gearman Hellville. Gearman Hellville. Yes. Yeah, so following my presidency, President Gearman Hellville, who is the robotic embodiment of Herman Melville, he will probably be pretty litigious. And, you know, you raise a good point. I think that that's probably probably a fair reason for concern. Although, to be noticed by uh, by one of those two titans. Also a very be, good uh, point. Yeah, kind of a bonus in itself. Yeah. Yeah, a, a titan of the cultural industry. To, you know, to even, you know, to get a nod from them, even if it's an aggressive nod that says, yes, I'm going to sue you. I think that's still a nod. Yeah. Totally a nod. What are your fears for the podcast? Uh, I mean, I think swamps is a pretty good one. I think maybe if the if the Libsyn servers get sucked into a swamp and we lose lose all the audio, I think that's probably a that's mm. probably a legitimate fear. I think any sort of non solid ground. I don't even think it has to be a swamp. I mean, I think it could even you know it, it, you know it could it could even be. You know, a sinkhole, for instance. If the Libsyn servers fall into a sinkhole, I think that's I, that's also a fear of mine. Hmm. Yeah, I suppose so. Although they're in the cloud, so it would have to be a pretty big sinkhole. I see. Oh, I see. Maybe a skyhole. Maybe a skyhole. Yeah, that's a whole. That's a new fear for me. Yeah, and that's a that's a podcast fear and a general fear. Right. Where they cross. Yep. Yeah, that lies that lies at the intersection of my two main fear groups. My podcast fears and my life fears. And your whole fears. My, yes, exactly. My three the, – the, the collection of my three greatest fear groups, my whole fears, my podcast fears, and my life fears. Are culminated in Libsyn along with all of our hard work mm-hmm. getting sucked into a sky hole. Exactly. Do you think uh, Elder Scrolls would have been as popular if they would have named it Skyhole <laughs> instead of Skyrim? It's pretty much the same the same idea. Same principle. I mean, you can't have a rim without a hole. <laughs> so true. Skyhole. Uh, oh, is somebody? Are you still playing that comb? Oh, I just did it a couple times. That's I kind of found a satisfying way to do it. It's the high register. And then the low register, like so. Yeah, that's a good sound. Could be like a new Pokemon sound. Maybe I should send that in. Yeah, so, yeah. Send it over to the. Send it over to the Pokemon headquarters. Game freak. Yeah. Send it over to Professor Oak. <laughs> Is he still an active professor in those games? Yeah, but he's a little racist now. You know. No. Because he's he's old and sure. kind of wheelchaired and and he's yeah. got tenure, so they can't get rid of him. No. Yeah, he said some really f- offensive things about people from Cerulean City. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and other Pokemon references that I know. I don't I don't have too many more questions, but uh, I think that the 
I think probably the most important thing that we need to address is the the possible egg on our faces, which is maybe we only have one listener, and that listener has downloaded this podcast 1,290 times. Mm. Wouldn't that be a letdown? But yeah. no, I guess it's better to have one good friend, one friend that borderlines on obsession a friend who has traveled who has traveled to korea to croatia to canada to download our podcast to download each episode you know over 100 times to say i appreciate what you guys are doing i appreciate the comedy that you that you guys are putting out and i appreciate it so much that i i'm basically willing to drop everything in my life and 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 download it for you well Cool. You know, Austin, is there anything you want to say to any of our, our, our first, you know, maybe it's one person who's downloaded it 1,290 times. Maybe it's 1,290 people who have each downloaded it once. Or maybe it's somewhere between. Do you have anything to say to those between one and 1,290 people? Um, I don't have any jokes prepared, but uh, thank you, everyone. Who has kept this dream alive? Thank you for your uh, your kind words, and just think about backing those words up with a little bit of quiche in the future. Mm-hmm. You can send it straight to my house. You can give it to me in person. Yep. Or you could spend it on a bag of a bag of Cheetos and send those over to our house. But really, thank you so much. Yeah, I, I wonder maybe, Austin, if now is the time that we sell out. Maybe we stop generating comedy content and just start generating commercial content. Could you just splice in a Colgate ad? Right <laughs> just for no reason. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's our strategy is we just start splicing in ads for companies and hope that the companies pursue us and give us money in response for the ads that we've already run. Right, they kind of headhunt us. Yeah, we don't exactly. have to find we, ads to represent. We do the ads first, and the money comes later. Well, let's uh, you know, we can start now. What's a brand you've been you've been digging lately? What's an innovative product? I've been drinking a lot of Diet Dr Pepper lately. Huh. That's sort of become my beverage of choice. And so, if I were to sell out, I think that's probably probably the brand for which I would sell out. See, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to rain on your parade right away because I have a very fundamental issue I take with Diet Dr Pepper. Oh no! Is this gonna be our first fight? Is this our first podcast fight, Austin? I think you'll agree with me because the the logic is is airtight. Okay. Dr Pepper markets itself as a unique blend of 23 flavors, but if you can identify the taste of Fake sweetener, that's adding in another flavor. Interesting. If you take out the sugar, though, so maybe sugar is one flavor. You take out the sugar, you add... Aspartame. Aspartame. That you still, you maintain your equilibrium level 23 flavors. Mm, So maybe the signature blend of 23 flavors is not set in stone. It's just no matter what you pick up, they're going to be 23 flavors. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So are you saying that cherry vanilla Dr. Pepper probably gets rid of the flavors of dirt and rum cake? Yep. To exactly. kind of balance it out? It's two in, two out. Okay. You know, I, uh, I'll, I'm eating my hat. I'm eating my, putting my foot in my mouth. Yeah. Well, should we call that a wrap? Let's, you know what? Let's wrap it up here. Let's just say our traditional thank yous. Let's thank, let's thank Jude Schuma. I mean, maybe Jude's the one who's listened to all, all of our episodes 1,290 times. You know, he, he just loves his own music so much that he, he's willing to listen to the 15-second segment at the beginning and the, you know, the 10-second segment yeah. at the end. You know, Jude, God bless him, hasn't quite figured out how to fast forward. <laughs> yeah. We'd like to thank Anna, who made our, our, our logo. Maybe she's the one who's listened to it 1,290 times. Maybe she just stares at her own creation, her own artistic creation, to the sound yeah. of our voices. Or she has synesthesia. Or she has synesthesia and, like, really, 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 really complex synesthesia where she can look at the image and hear entire episodes of the show. Can we thank uh, past and future guests? We can thank past and future guests. We, our guest this episode was our own sense of pride. Which so, is enough to make, to make two, two full humans. Yeah. <laughs> So our guests today. Our guests today were our our big fat heads, uh, and uh, our baby. Our you know the podcast itself. The podcast, yeah. Our baby is always a guest because the the podcast is our baby, and so the podcast is sort of always a guest. Every time you listen to this podcast, you are holding our baby in your hands. Take good care of her. Yeah. Make sure you burp her before you put her down for her nap. And every time you listen to wait wait don't tell me. You are neglecting our child. You, yes, yeah, exactly. You are you are leaving our child out in the cold. Yeah, you're you're abandoning our, our child, and so I, I guess that's on your conscience. So to those of you who have listened, thank you, thank you for caring for our sweet baby child, and please tell other people about our sweet baby child, and rate, review, and subscribe to our sweet baby child. Anything else that we need to talk about, Austin? I think that's it. Awesome. Well then, goodbye. <laughs>